Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Light the fuse. Bring the boom. Four, three, two, one. Let's go ignite. Light the fuse. Light the fuse. Dynamite. Dynamite. Just like watching TNT. Hello, I am Gary YouTube, joined by yet another Gary YouTube. And do you know the slice of Gary YouTube being this time in the form of a tearless rank and malarkey where we're going to get a bit kinky, a little bit divisive, a little bit saucy, a little bit of sparse on the tier list as we look at defections from WWE over to AEW. They crossed the line. TNA, they crossed the divide. All that kinds of stuff. So here we go. Hit the intro, please, Sam. So just in case you haven't been here before, we have several tiers ranking from the best to lovely, 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 to middle of the road, all right, to just about bearable, and finally, get in the bin. We are going to be putting the superstars, turned professional wrestlers. Oh, it feels weird saying that, doesn't it, when a it's all a wrestler saying it, yeah. Mm. Sports entertainment, boo, professional wrestling, yeah. We're going to be putting them in there just based on what they've done in AEW alone. And crucially, we haven't got people who were there from the ground up with AEW. This is people who have been in WWE, seen AEW rise up from the ashes of many different phoenixes and then have jumped over and started a career there yeah is that so clear are we all clear it's not going to be cody rhodes no it's not going to be any of those lads not pack all... not jake hager not dustin not people like that people who have seen aew happen and then hopped over and then started a career there for themselves there are a few that have surprised me but are still technically correct as well so that's pretty good yes that's, that's such that. a surprise mm. here on the tier as well first of all we have tay conti mm. what are you thinking well she's definitely having a better time now in aew than she was in nxt i've realized i said her name wrong Ty Ty Con- Conti. Definitely having a better time now than she was. Uh, I don't think she's yet reached full, like where she'll end up eventually. I think she's really promising. Um, she's had a few really exciting matches, but I think recently she's cooled off a little bit. So it's not top tier. No. It's it's it might be it, for me. I'm thinking either lovely, 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 or all right. I reckon just in comparison to other people on this tier list ranking thing, mm. it's going to be top of all right for me, Jeff. Yay. But it's just a case of, we've scratched the surface with Ty Conti, but there's certainly more to come. It's a weird one to start with because, of course, she was in the Performance Centre for so long. She was just used here and there on NXT for so long. She's hopped over the divide. We need to stop saying that and feeling into the tribalism stuff. She left WWE and then, you know, she signed with a new company who was around at the time. And she's been very, very good on Dark, on Elevation and shows like that. Just having good wrestling matches, yeah. kicking people in the face and dancing while doing so. Yes, absolutely. And, I, and, and she went to the same school as former Liverpool midfielder Philippe Coutinho. Coutinho yeah wow um, they were pals the picture made me feel like they would have been the cool kids though 
Definitely the, yeah. the, the, the king and Jocks. queen of the prom. Ah, exactly. Is that what, how they do it? I think so, in Brazil, yeah. yeah. Aye. Um, but I think that even in NXT, she, even though she wasn't in the, like, the big feature matches and stuff, even though she wasn't maybe as good as some of the women in there, she always had a spark. She always had a little yes. bit of charisma. She always had a little bit of... She'd always do something during her entrance where I was like, she's doing, as AJ Styles would say, little the, little, the little things. The little wins. And uh, yeah, you could tell that she was going to be good. And I think she's still very young. So There's still plenty of way to go. And of course, there's stuff with negative one. And all that stuff is just bloody wholesome content, isn't it? Really? So I reckon it's a fair place to put it in all right. But more to come from Ty Conti in AEW. Next up, we're moving on to one of the more headline names on the tier list rank malarkey today. We have Andrade El Idolo. Mm, not done a lot yet. Not done a lot yet, no. I hated the debut. You hated the, it? I hated it. it Hate was... is a strong word, but it's how I feel. I think I know why, but why did you hate it? Because it was just sort of shoehorned into the middle of the sort of show. It, didn't, it wasn't much of a big deal. Yes, they were banging on the sort of, whoa, my God, it's him. There he is. But the fact he got cut off by Matt Seidel as well, and just the sort of, the semantics, is that the right word? The sort of, the impression you get of Matt Seidel and AEW. I thought it wasn't the right sort of, sort of person to be cutting off Andrade on his debut. Yeah, yeah. And also... I think they could have maybe done a debut with a, a few more fireworks. Maybe he could have ran in, yeah. unmasked anything. Just having Vicky go sort of, excuse me, yeah. I've got something to say here. There's Andrade, by the way. I thought it could have been a lot more. Yeah, it could have been a lot more. But we've seen, we saw that happen with Rusev. He was Kip Sabian's best man. Everyone was like, are you sure? This mm. is a bit strange. And then after a few months of comedy that people weren't really on board with, now... He's having great matches. He's the TNT champion. So I think the same will happen with Andrade, hopefully. We are still in that slow burn phase. The best man phase that might be known from here on out. Maybe. This is going to go before All Out, right? Yes. Oh, thank God. Because I think he could really... <laughs> that could be the match with Pac that elevates. Yeah. That, could, that could steal the show. Yeah, so what's he done so far? So far, him and Chavo have just derailed uh, Death Triangle's route from the airport to the arena on multiple occasions. Do you yeah. know what a limo is? Yeah. Of course you don't. You're from the northeast of England. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> That's what, the, that's what they say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go just about bearable because the best thing I think about Andrade so far in AEW is the fact that he's been allowed, uh, been allowed to speak more often, yeah. which has introduced us to this sort of like, what's the word I'm looking for? This sort of like flamboyant, laid back, hey, I'm Andrade. Yeah. So sarcastic and so wanky. We need more of that in WWE. Yeah, he's such a tosser, but he's yeah. such a, a tosser who you can appreciate as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go just about bearable. There's thing. the seed of something. Yeah. The seed. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Idling. He's, he's currently the best man, but he will be the groom. Yeah. Maybe just after All Out. Next up, we're going on a bit of a heartbreaking tale because it's FTR, who as we're sat here today, just to date this one, it's the 26th of August as we're sat here today. I think it was today, wasn't it, when um, Dax put on his Twitter, no, sorry, Cash Wheeler, mm. put on his Twitter that it, his career could be over with the arm injury he sustained in that, uh, that tag team match where he sort of came down off the turnbuckle and ripped his arm open. He shared the picture of his arm. So hopefully it isn't the end for FTR. But mm. if it is going to be the end of FTR, they've had a really topsy-turvy time in AEW. Very much so. And it's made me hate the Young Bucks. <laughs> because yeah. when they brought FTR in, I was a naive little boy. I thought, you know what? The Young Bucks aren't going to be so arrogant as to have this feud. Who's the best tag team in the world? We've been waiting for this for years. I didn't think they'd win the first match. And mm. then when they won the first match, I still thought FTR will get those belts back. And it just hasn't really panned out that way. No, it hasn't. On the plus side, they've had some fantastic matches yeah. with pretty much every team in AEW. So I can't knock them for what they've been able to do in the ring. I just think they should have been... Well, I think the reign should have been longer, probably. And I think that the Bucks shouldn't have, shouldn't have beaten them. Yeah. But I'm very biased. I prefer FTR to the Bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the debut as well of FTR with the truck coming in there and stuff. I love that aesthetic with the old-fashioned mm-hmm. truck. I like the partnership or the tandem or the trio, sorry, with... Uh, with Big Tully, mm-hmm. that's worked wonders and all the this, this sort of harking back to the sort of Four Horsemen and all the little bits like J.J. Dillon's turned up and stuff yes, like that. So they've been yeah. paying homage to the past. has been very nice. Dax Harwood, especially when it comes to promos, has been absolutely fantastic. He's a proper throwback from the 80s, that man. His match with Jungle Boy yes. was superb. Dax Harwood, if he was just a singles wrestler, I think would, would be remembered as like an Arn Anderson or something. Oh, yeah. Like, I know I'm not saying Arn Anderson's underrated, but well, like, maybe he is a bit underrated. Maybe he is, on. yeah. And I think Dax is of the same... A wrestler's mold. wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. But people were starting to recognise it, though. Mm. So it's a real shame that this has happened at this time. And I hope that Cash Wheel is all right, obviously. Obviously, yeah. But secondly, I hope that his career can continue because they're really good. They it's are. very, very good. They are. It's hard to know where to place them, though. Do we get, just in, in relative? It's hard one to put in just in terms of like the relativity to other people on the tier list already because it's definitely a stage above t- uh, Ty Conti's yeah. run so far in AEW. But in terms of what we maybe it's our fault for expecting too much as professional wrestling fans. Possibly, but they hyped it. Not mm. not just them. I mean, AEW hyped it as mm. well. I think I think lovely, 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 but not so much. They they're, they're a little way off top tier because of those losses. Yeah. So, yeah. so next up we have Brody. We've got to put Brody in here because of course you had the big debut uh, just at the start of the lockdown era, the pandemic era of AEW, of course, being revealed as the exalted one in the in the corridor. Then we go on the sort of skits that turned from a definite sort of Vince McMahon parody mm-hmm. into a character of, of its own on on being the elite and stuff like that. The big match against Cody, which I think was the year anniversary. Uh, this week, I think wow. I'm right in saying that is where Satya, obviously on the 26th of August 2021, I think that a year ago this week, he, he smashed Cody to smithereens. It's a shame that Cody came back. <laughs> what happened there? But of course, it has to happen because it's Cody Rhodes. It, it, it started off a bit on rocky sort of grounding for me, but when it got going, it was fantastic. And it's another case, maybe potentially like um, Cash Wheeler, of what might have been. Yeah. Because it was 100%. certainly gathering momentum in the Dark Order and all stuff like I that. I feel like with Brody, though, I think we've got to put him top tier. Why not? Because eh? that, that win over Cody, 
I know that it was painted as like this horrible villain's beaten Cody, but everyone was really jubilant. Everyone yeah. was like, yes, he's done it. And it was a shock as well, seeing Cody mm. completely flattened like he was, and it added so much to Brody's sort of uh, his, his steam, his yeah. momentum, as they like to say in the wrestling in AEW. So, anything else on Brody? Uh, didn't he have the match with Moxley where they crashed through the stage? Yes, was that him? Yes. Fantastic match as well. Mm. Um, yeah, everything he did in AEW was leagues ahead of what he did in, or what he was allowed to do in WWE. It's, it's what we were saying for so many years. It's like you've got a main event guy right there. Obviously, we didn't know how good he was at promos and whatnot yeah, yeah. In, in WWE, but certainly the look and how he, he trimmed himself down when he, when he was in WWE and, and, and when he became a bludgeon brother. And just yeah. We all saw how good he was, and it's such a, it was a shame to see that sort of that, that good run happen in AEW then be cut short for, for what happened as well. Yeah, it's absolutely. a bloody shame. So I, I reckon best here. Yeah. Why the hell not? Next up, we're going on to John Moxley, who I know you might be saying, Ross, you're not going to go people who have been with AEW since the, 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 since the incarnation, the, the genesis of the company. But he made his debut at Dublin often. We were there. I screamed, it's Ambrose! Because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say. I forgot his name was John Moxley for a second there. Yeah. But um, I think he left WWE in January of 2019. AEW, as we all know, was formed, oh, well, in kayfabe terms, I guess, on being the elite on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Day yep. of 2019. Um, so I reckon he counts, basically. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he does as well. I think he does. And if he does, we might be looking at another top tier. It's a top tier one. This isn't necessarily compared directly to how... Because in WWE, he was a main eventer for a lot. He was in The Shield. He's going to go down as one of the biggest WWE stars of the 2010s. It's the tone, isn't it? But what he's done in AEW has also been of a very high standard without the downsides, I think, that he had in, in WWE. So, it, yeah, the tone as well, yeah. We've heard his interviews where he says that Vince McMahon always saw him as the goofy one, the sort of always not. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a little ch- a chip short of a Happy Meal, that sort of guy. Yeah. But in AEW, he's, just a, he's, a, he's a bad arse, isn't he? He really he's is. He's a bad arse who just takes names and cashes checks and takes his wife to Times Square in New York and has his merry way with her. Did you think, by the way... <laughs> <laughs> Did you think, by the way, that on uh, as we speak, as we record this now, uh, last week on Rampage, do you think Moxley was feeling a little bit like, because because obviously Punk came out, everyone went crazy. Moxley cut a promo later on where he was inexplicably furious about the match he was about to have with Daniel Garcia. He's like, I'm going to kill him. It's because he, he's, he he's, he's on, he's on about like um, the, the, the top tier status. He needs to prove himself why he's among. I guess the arrival of Punk is like, I guess they're, they're sowing the seeds maybe for a match down the line if Punk's came in and everyone's like, oh my God, it's the return of the Messiah and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, well, I, I carried the company through the pandemic here, didn't I? That'll be a good for you. I'm a top tier star, you just should, like Sam Punk is. email Cody Rhodes with that storyline. Way I. Oh, he watches these, of course, yes. Cody does. Yes, yeah. he's a big fan. Moxie um, <laughs> top tier then. <laughs> yeah, he definitely top tier. He go from the matches to the promos, just the general tone of the John Moxley character versus what Dean Ambrose became and what he could have been, because Dean Ambrose could have been this, but yeah. he wasn't. And it baffles the mind as to they why. They almost made him it, and they kept sort of pulling him back. Mm. And I don't understand why. Yeah. There was the, there was, he won the belt, and then that feud with AJ, and then they were like, let's chuck James Ells with it. Just, there was always something. Yeah. I thought it was really promising when he turned heel, and then he started messing about with syringes. Then he became a Tory. We became a Tory. You, you dirty, unwashed masses. You, did that, you all smell. That promo was so out of context. Yeah, so strange. So out of character. Yeah. But anyway, there we go. John Moxley, definitely a top tier running AEW so far. It's cooling down a bit now, but I reckon it'll ramp back up. That's a feud I want to see now. He's just having fun with, um, at the minute, I think Kojima's his next opponent. Mm. He's just having matches that he's you wanted to have. deranged old man. <laughs> Coming over here, taking our jabs. <laughs> Basically what the feud is, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, next up, we have the Good Brothers, who, of course, have come over to 
AEW as part of the sort of working relationship with Impact Wrestling. They're still somehow the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. That's going on for a while now, isn't it? A little bit. That's going on for a while. They're having the best fun. They are. They're not really there doing much on AEW. They just come round with their pals Don, Kenny, Matt and Nick and Brandon. They stand in the background. They put on some funny clothes and they just have a good time. I see them on Being the Elite speaking about ejaculation a lot. Say rude things on the end of the ring. We can't repeat them here, otherwise we'll get demonetised. But they certainly enjoy ejaculation. Yes. Uh, You know what? I think... I was going to say just about bearable, but I'm tempted to, to bump them up to all right, maybe. What, what's making you say that? I don't know, just because they're having the best fun. They are <laughs> having, having fun. Most, I guess it's nice fun. to see them having fun after what they... What maybe was. that's not justification enough. No, I think <clears> it's been a bit like, uh, why are they there? Okay. No, maybe not why are they there, because they do add to the package. Obviously, Gallows is massive, and Addison is a poo-eating heel, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, The poo-eating heel. So they do add to the sort of, uh, the look of the, the what are they called now? The super elite? The elite? Is it just the elite? Is it super the elite? invisible hand of Don Callis. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they do add to that package, but in terms of what they're actually doing, they're not actually doing much, are they? They're no. just sort of there. They're dressing, they're garnish. They're garnish. Good garnish. They are, they're mustard. No, not mustard, they're mayonnaise. Mm. Which ties into the ejaculation, I oh, guess. Okay. Mayonnaise. Um, so I'll cut, yeah, mayonnaise is nice, but in this instance, mayonnaise is just about bearable for me. Okay, fair enough. They've then. done some things. They've done. They, is it repetitive? Is that the right word? They come out, they beat someone down, they go home. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. I, I, I agree that I don't want to see them just stop or disappear because no. it adds to the whole package. Yeah. But as a unit themselves, yeah, just about bearable. And I'm thinking of matches that they've had which are sticking out in my well, mind and I'm not thinking of much. No, not a lot. No, so there we go. Next up, we have someone who has had a very, very, very frustrating career in AEW so far. It's got going, then it stopped for one reason, then it got going, then there was the pandemic, then it got going again, and now it's just sort of teetering along at a kind of steady pace. We have Sean Spears of the Pinnacle. What are you saying when I hear when you hear the name Sean Spears? I think he gets a bad rap. Rep? Bad rap. Rap. Bad rap. Because he does his job. He does what he's meant to do. Which he is, loses. He's the one who loses. Well, yeah. It's kind of the lackey, isn't he? He's the yeah. mini boss of the of the um, pinnacle. And he forgot their name there. And uh, also, you know, he does well. He had a, he had a great match recently against Sammy Guevara. Mm. He's still got a great match in his locker. It's just that unfortunately, he's always the one taking the pin in tag matches, being annoying. Like if you all get in behind a, a superstar, a wrestler in AW, and you're like, I can't wait to see who the feud with next, and then Sean Spears comes along and hits him with a chair, you're like. Ah, oh, don't want to feud with Sean Spears. Yeah, it's a weird one, is it? Because it got going with the uh, with the chair initially. He was the chairman for a bit. That was good. Then he got the glove, and that's st- well, the chair ended because of something. I forget what it is at the time of recording. Then the glove thing got going, and then that stopped. And then the fan recruitment thing got going and then that's remember that when he had yeah. people sending videos then that stopped and now he's just sort of the as we say the lackey of the pinnacle who is there merely to take the pinfalls because we need to protect FTR we need to protect MJF we need to protect Wardlow there was a cool moment in the stadium stampede where he was in that room of chairs but then was he, that a cool moment was it yeah I thought so yeah I thought it was uh, belonged on a stage in, in Broadway that scene yeah did. it was very and then he used just one chair uh, he started dancing like La Parker, though, so I guess you know, <laughs> taking paying homage to the greats. I think he do, it's not his fault, because I do think he's a really good wrestler, but the way he's been booked, I think, leaves a bit to be desired. A bit to be desired, If he'd yeah. just beaten Cody in their first match, he could have been on a very different path. Yeah, he did have a good moment with the chair, though, which we've seen lots written about and lots spoken about, how it went wrong. He did go wrong. But also very right as well. 
Yeah, in a way. It made him look, it made him look vicious. Yeah. I don't um, know where to go. It's a, such a weird one because oh. I'm just, as we, we're sitting here being divisive and tribal about, ooh, they left the one company to go to the other one. When he was in the other company, we're thinking, oh, what could be? He's so underutilised when he's hopped over and then that's not really shame. been proven wrong so far, is it? It's a shame. Uh, I think just about bearable, though. I don't think he's in the bin for nah, me. Are you thinking bin. bin? No, no, definitely oh, not okay, bin. But I'll, I'll go just about bearable, yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah, Malika, I've just, just, just thought another thing about Sean Spears, which has definitely solidified him in just about bearable for me. Uh, he lost a squash match to Dustin Rhodes where he like pulled his pants down and stuff. Yes, and he had a little picture of Tully on his winky. Yeah. Yes, or was yeah. it his bum? His one bum bum or his winky? Who knows, eh? Funny stuff all the same. <laughs> Malachi Black, next up, who debuted in AEW by hoofing Arn Anderson in the face. Mm. And then we had the feud with the god-awful um, graphics where Malachi Black was sort of the dark portion of the screen like he was from hell. And then Cody had angelic lighting and he was dressed in white like he was God. Sent from above to save us from the, the, the tyranny of Malachi Black. And of WWE. Yes. Cody is, as JBL always wanted to be, a wrestling god. <laughs> uh, Malachi Black's doing well. He battered Cody. We don't know yet what's going to happen. I'm so, scared, Jack. I'm Tom terrified. Campbell and me have been... Uh, he's been making my life a living hell every day in the office. He'll, he's got that xylophone and he'll play Cody's theme tune on it and go, Jack, way, that's your boy. He's going to come back and he's going to squash and bury Alistair Man Malachi Black. Mm. And I say, no, I don't think he is. I think Malachi Black's going to beat him again. Unfortunately, I'm starting to worry that Tom might be right. I'm terrified because, of course, Malachi could have just left the boot alone. If he left the boot alone, he's wiped out Cody Rhodes and it's over. It's gone. But now he's taken that bloody boot He's left the carrot dangling. The carrot that Cody wants to suckle on. And no doubt Cody will suckle on that carrot because Cody is everyone's hero and there's nothing we could do about it. Okay, right. But for now, as we record this, mm. Malachi Black's doing really well. Really well. Just recently, this week, he booted on again and booted his son. And in the nads. And in, yeah, because on was wily. He blocked, uh, he he blocked, blocked it initially. Mass. Have you ever seen like anyone a Jedi, would he? Oh, I couldn't believe it. Aye. I thought it was great. And then he booted him in the balls mm. and then hit him with a proper one. I thought it was class. It's been so good so far. The presentation as well. I love the entrance with the, the, mm. the, the, the little things on the Tron and the antlers and all that sort of stuff. It's been, it's been good so far. Have you heard the wails of like despair during his entrance music? Aye, it's very that band. Okay. We've got that weird, uh, Sam will know. Yeah, Sam will know. Put them on the screen, Sam. <laughs> there um, they are. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's definitely lovely, 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 but not quite done enough yet. Scratching the surface. But it's if worrying. We, if, it's he, if Cody comes back and Malachi just properly wipes him out, casket match. Then he's like top that. of the best here. Yeah, me. yeah, top yeah, of the best here. Yeah. Mark Henry next up. One of the most shocking defections, if you want to say defections, from the E to the E W, mm. from the from the E to the O. That's that's good, isn't it? Um, uh, yes. I've lost my trail of thought Mark here. Henry Mark Henry he's on the, a backstage interviewer sort of role now a commentator he's doing all this kind of stuff will he wrestle again he says he wants to do you want to see it uh, more than I want to see him do what he's currently doing which sounds horrible but he's not added anything for me yet is that bit when on the Punk debut episode of Rampage where he's like, and now it's time for the main event. I was like, come on, Mark, don't yeah. be so stereotypical in your role backstage. Do some razzmatazz, some pizzazz, yeah. some razzle-dazzle. He played it a bit too straight, bit too he? straight, yeah, yeah, a bit too safe, a bit too stereotypical. Like he's watched on YouTube. I'm surprised, because we've seen Mark Henry, the retirement promo and all that. We've seen him, but he can, he can talk. He really, mm. really can. And I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah. So I'm hoping that someone does provoke him out of retirement and he does 
batter them up. Batter them. Up, I hope over. it's QT Marshall. And he wipes QT Marshall out good and proper as well. Yeah. Because after QT Marshall beats Paul White now, he's got to be Paul White. <laughs> um, I don't know where to put Mark Henry. It's a weird one. Because what he's done so far, I don't think that's going to be his final form yeah. in AEW. But what he's done so far has been a tad sort of like... Ugh. Yeah, I'd, but it is, I guess, just to go back to the commentary thing. The backstage interviewer thing, don't like him there at all. Don't like him there at all. But the commentary thing, it's hard because there's about 17 million commentators I was on just Rampage. About to say, I felt bad for him on commentary in the debut Rampage episode, especially because you had Jericho on commentary as well, who was just he took it to a level. He was shouting the whole show. Mm. So I think bearable then. We'll go bearable. All right. Scratch. We're just scratching the surface of Kane. I keep saying that phrase, but it's true, isn't mm. it? 2.0. Who got released from NXT and then very quickly rocked up on Dynamite? I was shocked yeah. to see them there so quickly. Right, so I'm gonna just get all. I'm gonna be an indie boy now, right? Mm, you go. I remember 2.0. I remember watching maybe old, slightly old videos of 2.0 on YouTube when they were doing promos in Chikara, mm. and they were really funny. They were a very funny tag team. Remember when? Oh, who was it? You remember when Slapjack and his tag partner? What were they called again? Slapjack and Mace. TM, TM, no, TM61. Oh, TM61. Yes. Shane Thorne and the other guy. Yeah. He's gone to New Japan. <laughs> he has got New yeah. Japan, yeah. Um, they were, they did like a rip-off of it in NXT. They did like a funny, and people said, oh, you're trying to be like the best friends, and they're making deliberate mistakes and mm. leaving them in the promo and stuff. It felt a little bit like 2.0 to me as well. Very comedic tag team. Then obviously, as ever, Rise, not only did they have a stupid name, but uh, just didn't really do anything. They were doing some sort of backstage, they were doing these backstage skits before they got released shortly before. They were doing the YouTube show on a Saturday morning. Mm. On the, I think it was on their own, like not even on WWE's social media platforms, I think it was on their own sort of YouTube channel, which would then get shared by WWE. Um, but it was very weird how the NXT careers went, because they, they weren't used for ages after being assigned to, to much fanfare from the indie boys and girls yep. and everyone else um, in, the, in the world of professional wrestling. And then just at the end there, they were just jobbers, weren't they? Yeah. He, would, he would rock up Matt Lee or whatever his old name in NXT was. He would cut these very 80s cocaine promo, I like to call them, because it's, it's very shades of Randy Savage with a tongue and the, the wide mouth. And He's got a very good face stuff. for it, though. Yeah. yeah, very good cocaine face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, wonderful, a wonderful natural ability to have, a wonderful cocaine Absolutely. face. Absolutely. Matt Jackson's got it as well. Um, I think that... Oh, I wasn't implying anything. Oh, right, saying, I thought you were. No, I'm just saying that Matt Jackson's got a face. <laughs> Anyway, um, now it really seems like I am. I've never known of any wrestler partaking any substances ever. Ever. Um, ever. So I think they're bearable for me because they're doing a different shtick at the minute. They're just being heels and minions for this Daniel Garcia, who looks very promising himself. Yeah. But I want to see 2.0 get a little bit more, get a little bit more to do. I want to see a feud against best friends. Mm. So I imagine the hours and hours of backstage fun we could have there. Yeah. And then more fun in the squared circle. Mm. I love Matt Lee's promos, though. Eight, 80s cocaine promos, as Matthew said on whatever video it was way back in the day. Yeah. Need to make a comeback. Maybe just without the cocaine, though. But if you can do it naturally, all the more power to you. Yeah. Next up, we have Miro. As we were saying earlier, the best man phase went on for quite some time. We were wondering, oh my God, what the hell are they doing with Rusev, who could have been one, one more of those cases, so much more than he was in WWE. But since, I think it was on purpose, wasn't it? The so, best man phase, just so, to sort of dampen expectations they and were then bringing, bring them right back they up. They were bringing in all these guys and they'd all run into Moxley and lose. And I don't think they wanted that to happen to Miro. Yeah. So maybe it was on purpose. And, and, and in fairness to Miro and Kip Sabian, the blow-off was phenomenal. The yeah. arcade anarchy match against the best friends. Chris starting to popping out of the machine. That was all really good. 
but it, the real good stuff now for me. Yeah, it's this is what Rusev. This is what I used to love about Rusev back in the day is the fact he was an ass kicking machine, a wrestling machine, but he was also very lovable in what he would say. He's just a very easy to like professional wrestler who was also scary and could rip your head off. Yeah. He's, I think he's maybe even being a bit more of a heel now than he was in WWE. Oh, yeah. He's better than Rusev was, I think. Right. At, at Rusev's peak, when Rusev was dropping the little bits in. Not, not so much on the head as, like, I am here because I'm God's favourite champion and I've got a flexible <laughs> wife and big muscles. It wasn't quite as on the head as that. Um, but, um, yeah, I think he's got a new height to me. Yeah. I, I, he's, he's less... You know, when he... Who called themselves... Some, someone called themselves something and he went, well, I, I don't call myself handsome Rusev, but I am. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah. But now he's just saying stuff and proving it, and he's God's favourite champion. So, are you thinking that... I'm thinking best, Are you know. thinking the early stuff knocks him down one? Maybe. But then if we're, if we're, if we're going to convince ourselves it was on purpose, it's worked, hasn't it? It's all part of the package, yeah. It's all part of the master plan. Mm. There's always this song about once what upon a time. What a tune. It is a big song. I'll give you the best song of all time. What do you think? The best song of all time, or their best song? Their best song. It's up there. It's top it's five. De- it's definitely the conversation. Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm yeah, half the world away. Lovely tune. It is well. a nice tune. The royal family, not mm. the queen, uh, but the other one. The sitcom. Jim. Yeah. My ass. Um, the package as well was completed for me with Big Mikey Ruckus changing that god awful original theme he had. He's the best. I'm the he's best. the best man. Better, the better, better. To whatever terrifying bit of music he's gave him now because that just makes him all the more intimidating mm. all the more impressive all the more powerful all the more godly yeah yeah I'm fully agreed yeah you've convinced me there oh, he's in top tier for me he's and his matches tier. I guess some people could say his matches are a bit samey at the minute that's, but that's wait until fine. he gets a wait until he gets a proper challenger who I think Eddie Kingston is the new name being teased about oh, at the moment so yes, maybe that could indeed. be the one. Oh yes to go Stone Roses that could be the one it could be the one he's been waiting for. Are we going to drop any more Manchester bands throughout the course uh, of this video? Yeah, Wait happy Monday. Um, the Lars. I was about to say something weird there. He was twisting Lana's melons, man. Ah, uh, happy Monday's reference, though. I got it. Yeah, Don't huh. worry, everyone. Don't, Don't worry, everyone. Taz! Taz. It's Taz. It's Taz. It's Taz. It's Taz. <laughs> Started life as a commentator on AEW Dark. He still does, that, still does that to this day, of course. Wonderfully so with Excalibur. That's the highlight for me for Taz in AEW. But he's also good, but in a, in a different way, as the de facto father. Well, not de facto in, in <laughs> de one facto case. Father. In one case, the exception, of course, the de yeah. facto father of who, well, of uh, all of Team Taz, I should say. So he's the de facto father of Hobbs, he's the actual, yeah. Starks. And not, not, not Formerly Cage. Cage, Cage he's, he's, he's cast adrift to the adoption agency. But the actual father of Hook. The actual father of Hook. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Taz? Tier for Taz, you know, for me. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go think there. He's, I think he won the Culty Award one year for best non- non-wrestler. Wrestler, potentially, yeah. Uh, and I think that's fine. I think that's true. Because he's been, he, Taz has always been such a good commentator, even back when he was on SmackDown and stuff. Yeah. He's been brilliant. And he's still really good in AW. He's learned very quickly so many wrestlers and so many moves and so many... Th- he's just on the ball all the time. And, which I find great, he's not afraid to have a laugh. No, he's not. Dark. And that's the great thing about it. Without the, especially, sorry to go across the border once again, AEW fans. But that's a great thing about Pat and Michael Cole mm. on AEW. I bring those up because Pat and Michael Cole's dynamic on SmackDown these days is very much Pat... Uh, sorry, Michael Cole and Taz from 2002 on SmackDown. Yeah. Just two lads. I guess Taz is a bit more of a heel back in the day, but just two lads having a good time watching the wrestling. But I guess Excalibur and Taz take that to new heights on Dynamite because they just open... Uh, on Dark, sorry. Because they just openly mock professional wrestlers. Yeah. And it's very nice to hear on yes, some occasions. Funny, yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess when you think of drawbacks of Taz, it's not really his fault. Because the drawback, or the main drawback for me, for Taz and Team Taz as a whole, is them going, 
We'll get you, Sting. Mm. But but some other time. But I guess that's more the booking than what Taz was saying. Because when he was saying it, he was still doing it in a very good way. Yeah, he always delivers. Call him the postman. He's the postman. He always delivers. Who is that there? That's Paul White. Oh. That's Paul White in AEW. I'll never forget that afternoon being sat in the office where I've just appeared on Twitter. Paul White is all elite. That was weird. It still is weird. It still looks weird seeing Paul White on AEW smiling with that incredible fake smile that he has. Oh. You know when he's doing the links on Revolution, he just goes... Yeah. Down yeah, the yeah. camera. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't know about Paul White yet. Hopefully, he just flattens QT Marshall. because while I while five-star back and forth. Oh, man, alive. I don't think I can take it. I don't think I can take it. going to be doing his moonsault again like in the 90s. Why Is not? Is moonsault he did? Elbow drop. Ah. Oh. It's going to be great. He probably did a moonsault. He could do anything back in the 90s. Mm. Now he's got a titanium hip, so maybe the 90s could come back around once again. Mm. You never know. Hopefully he flattens QT Marshall. And what are many... Well, I say many. What I believe is more of a dark match than it is a pay-per-view match. But you can see why it's on the pay-per-view. Because it's Paul White's return to the ring. It's got him in it, yeah. Yeah. It has to be on the main show. Hopefully it doesn't last too long. QT will probably do what he's meant to do which is lose hard mm. and then then I'll be more confident placing big, uh, Paul White here because I don't know where to put him now because so far I <clears> I'm not much of a fan of the commentary but then again it's, it's a hard thing to do as everyone knows yeah of course I don't know what to say yeah I'm, agree, I'm agreeing with you it's a hard one to play shall we go I think bearable for now bearable could, for but now it all, but it could all change I'm going to say the line again everybody we have just scratched the surface yeah. when it comes to Paul White and AEW. But that being said, I don't want to see him do too much of the wrestling. No, no. I've seen enough of the big show over yeah. the years. You know what I mean? Next up, we have someone who was a performance center trainer turned AEW wrestling superstar and NWA Women's World Champion. It's Serena Deeb. Class. 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 World class. Absolutely unbelievable pro wrestler. Mm. She is amazing. I know I can fully now get why WWE brought her in as a trainer. Because the way she does everything is very, very technically sound. So you can just picture her trying to walk less experienced wrestlers through it. Yeah. And I think, I think she's just brilliant. I think she's amazing as well. It's a weird one because you can see, as you say, why they had her as a trainer. But then it makes you wonder, she's that good. Why wasn't she a wrestler? Right. Why didn't they get her in the ring? Why wasn't she a, a superstar? I, I hope it wasn't. And I, I hope it wasn't this, but did they maybe think she was getting on a bit? Which Ooh. is which is rubbish because she's in an amazing shape. Mm. She's just cla- she's just mint. I feel like I'm gushing over Serena Deeb, which is actually it's a perfectly good thing to gush over, don't you think? She has been fantastic. You think about the matches with Thunder Rosa. Yes. You think about the matches. Who was that one on the kickoff show? It was um, was it oh, Alison Kay? Was it yeah, Alison Kay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. one was good. She had a good one with um, she had a good one with Sheeta. Cheetah? Yeah. So many good she's matches. She's with everyone, man. Yeah, she's just very good, isn't she? And I guess when you, you think of maybe expectations, maybe playing a part in where we're putting people in this, in this tier list here, she's blowing them all out the water, hasn't she? Any expectations we might have had? Because many fans, just like me, obviously heard she was a performance centre trainer, but obviously just knew her from the straight edge society yeah, back in the day, yeah. where she didn't get to do much wrestling. Just had a head shave and that yeah. was it. Speaking of, what's happened to Mel? I think she got released. Oh, I think she left I feel bad now. Maybe she didn't. Sam, Google Mel. We've been told that Melanie has been successful in her day job and is doing well outside of wrestling. <laughs> Let us know what happened to From Mel. The Nightmare Family. Remember them? Yeah. Not stable. Nightmare Collective. Very, diff- very different sorry. from the Nightmare Family. Yeah, the yeah. Nightmare Family are wholesome. Yes. Upstanding citizens. Brandy's like the middle of that Venn diagram, isn't she? But the family and 
Yeah, collectively. The, the, the bit of the Venn diagram Serena that should Jean, get though, lost. Is she top tier? Yeah, oh. why? She's been, she's been flawless in that performances so far. Arguably, on she's made. She's actually been too good because she's arguably made the NWA Women's Championship more prestigious than the AEW Women's Championship. I think in that's AEW. a really fair thing to say. I, it wasn't my original thought. I think I nicked that from someone else. No, you can claim it. Take it. Okay. Yeah. yeah well. Fight him if you're claiming that's your original thought. <laughs> Look at him, terrifying, Sting. Made arguably the most surprising Sting. debut so far in AEW. Nobody knew it was happening. It was fantastic on that episode of Dynamite where the snow came down. I think Taz... Was that later on, actually, when Taz just let know of his disdain for the snow? A little bit later when he's like, oh, on. God, the bloody snow. Um, so, yeah, the shocking debut. Um, not so much of a fan of the no-selling through the tables. I've got to be honest with everybody. Ooh. You should be selling that Sting. I don't care if you are Sting. And a guy who got me into professional wrestling. I've said that so many times on the channel back in the day. Um, but, yeah, what else we're thinking here? The repetitive nature of the Team Taz feud wasn't my cup of tea. No. Team Taz come out. Sting comes out. Oh, we'll get you, Sting. Ah, here's me bat. We'll run away. Where Team Taz All of us. scared. Yeah, all of us. Cage and Hobbs in that stable, two of the biggest lads on the roster. But Sting had a bat. He did, and he's Sting. Yeah, yeah. and he had a bat. Since being paired with Darby Allin, though, I'm enjoying his role now more than I was. I enjoyed the bit with Orange Cassidy, the mm. little fist, the little chest yeah. bumps, and ah, oh, it was all good. That's been the good thing about it. He seemingly, because I don't know if Sting ever had that sort of reputation, but he's really buying into the the younger people on the roster and he's getting involved with their stuff. So he's up for anything. He's game for out, as we would say up here in Newcastle yeah. upon Tyne. I think, I think, though, that I don't want to put him too high. Hmm. I think all right for Sting. Do you reckon? Yeah. How could it have been better if you're going to go all right? Well, I just think that early feud with Team Taz was a, a bit a disappointing. A bit of a drawback, yeah. But the yeah. cinematic match was good. That was all right. That was cool. His return to the ring was outstanding. I don't think anyone oh. expected him to do and jumping off the... Push him up, up, up the lovely, Push lovely, lovely, yeah. The feud with Taz is keeping him out of top tier. Because I think that that's the perfect thing about the way he's been used, is that while he has beaten a few members of the, 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 the younger members of the roster yeah. they haven't been prominent members like 2.0 as good as they are and as glowing as, as we spoke about them earlier I think they aren't going to come to too much maybe and they'll, in they'll, they'll have a role in AEW yeah. they're not going to be like they're not going to be main vendors not going to be the, the, the figurehead of any divisions no. or anything like that so, so. I, I, I think that's totally fine yeah. you always need as much as we like to see legends put over younger people sometimes you need to maintain their legendary status and yeah. you do that by being you know jobbers lesser folk jobbers no no and the, no. the partnership with Derby's working I know that the, the crux of it are just you know we've both got face paint let's be father and son but it is working isn't it sometimes you don't need to you don't need to complicate things too much in wrestling no all the fans on Twitter were saying why don't we put Derby with Sting and Tony Khan went it's Padabi or Sting? Both got face paint, both a bit spooky. There you go. I think Sting's been great so far on AEW. That Team Taz rivalry aside. Next up we have Christian Cage, who is still undefeated. How many months has it been since he rocked up? The debut was a bit of a weird one. The debut was weird because that was TK's fault. That was Tony Khan's that fault, was yeah. Fault. He was like, it's the, it's the best, it's the, we thought it was going to be CM Punk then. Mm. It's the most legendary, bestest acquisition ever, guys. It all made sense up until the final thing he said. And it was like, what was it, one of the biggest stars, like, ever? Which the, Christi, Christian, he's the, up there. Was it like one of the biggest stars available? Was it ever? Something like that. Was, I mean, what? Christian's great. I love Christian. Oh, yeah. But he's not. He, it was overhyped. But the thing he said, the last, the last thing he said, allowed people to go, "Oh my God, it's John Cena or Brock Lesnar yeah. or CM Punk or someone like that." But the debut was a bit weird. Then we go forward and just the wrestling. While his catchphrase is "outwork everyone," and there are still members of the rosters who are outworking him by having more matches. When he does have a match, it's a throwback style. It's very different to everything else in the card, which I appreciate. I like different things mm -hmm. being on the card. And it's also like he hasn't been away from the rest of the I was about to say, it's also very, very good. Yeah. It's very good in the ring. Very, very good indeed. <laughs> um, 
I'm just trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. But he is. If you watch his footwork, it's immaculate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All the wrestlers speak about Christian's footwork being immaculate, and I don't. I get, it's good. Like he's twinkle toed. Oh yeah. Hi. He's he, if he went on Strictly Come Dancing, he would certainly come in the top three. Yeah, this is ballet. He would certainly get more than just a seven. Oh, off Len. If Len is still there, is Len still there? I don't know. I'd watch Strictly Come Dancing anyway. I think Alicia's one of the Alicia Dixon. Might be Alicia Dixon. I don't know. Maybe. Oh From man. Mystique. I remember the, the so, ballet. So so, the, so 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 scandalous. Aye. The ballerina is. Isn't it Darcy Bustle? Yeah, Darcy, yeah. Bill yeah, Darcy. Yeah. Uh, Christian, uh, well, his, his, his recent match where he beat Kenny Omega was class as well. Yeah. I, I don't know if I agree with it because I'm still wanting Hangman to be the one who beats Omega. So I was a bit sad that Omega lost before Hangman comes back and they reignite his push. They like the fuse, like the fuse dynamite. Yeah. But if they were going to do it anyway, that was a good way to do it. I thought the, the, the back themselves into a bit of a corner by having the two matches back to back because if he loses the first one, you're just going to think he's going to lose the second one, so they sort of had to but now create that bit of jeopardy for Kenny Omega by having him lose the first one. But now we can't... I, I mean, I'll be very surprised if he wins. Oh, I'd be very shocked. Oh, very much so. Very shocked. But, but I think it'll still be a good match. Yeah. Um, how much do you think he's he's getting, like, too much of a push? Well, he's very prominent, isn't he? Aye. But uh, but he like like what AEW what doesn't really well, like a lot of the legendary figures they've got, or, or veterans maybe, uh, he's aligned himself with a with a group. So in this case, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Marcus Dunn. So I think I think that's all right for now. Yeah. And I think that if him and Jungle Boy have a match, maybe not necessarily one of them turning, maybe just a bit of a prove yourself kid. I think that would work as well. Mm. I think there's a lot of nice ways this could go. I did like that moment, sorry to cut you off, with Jungle Boy at the end of that Battle Royal where he put Jungle Boy over. Yes. But it doesn't go down as an official loss, I guess, because it was in a Battle Royal. That's still good, though. He still yeah. sort of put him over. Yeah. I'm thinking lovely, lovely, lovely for Christian. Way aye, chips and Debut pie. aside. Debut aside. That's what draws him back from the best team. Yeah. But he has been good so far. And then finally... We have Matt Hardy, who, of course, debuted on the same episode as Brody way back at the start of the pandemic era. We then learned that we need the crowd for the broken gimmick to work, which mm -hmm. I think might be coming back after this week's Dynamite, mm. as we're sat here on the 26th of August once again. On last night's Dynamite, he had his head squashed like a coconut by a flying orange. Yeah. Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, Land on his head on the crossbody from the top rope. And then he cut a promo, didn't he, in the, in the corridors backstage where he sort of hinted maybe it's somebody dying and someone coming back and this, that, and the other. It was just, I just can't get the image of his busted nose out of my mouth. Busted wide open. Matt Hardy, right, has been so unlucky in his AW run. Oh, yeah. He's had big moments and I enjoyed his alignment with the elite when they were good guys and that was all good. But then the Hardy family office stuff, I need a bit. And, and you know what? Maybe there's content out there on YouTube and stuff that explains their allegiance more. But it's they're all on the payroll. But I don't think they're enough of a unit. Like he's got Private Party and also Angelico and and. Well, Jack he's and just he's a carny. He's a carny he's, pos. He's swindling them out. He's of a carny pos, and he's he's hoodwinking these young up and comers yeah. by taking thirty percent of their paycheck yeah, every yeah. time. Um, um, but the bunnies involved as well, and the butcher and the blade. They're all in. Is more Vicky, money for is him? Nyla Rose? Are they involved? They're more money for Matt. Well, yeah, he's big money, Matt. Uh, but then there's been good things as well uh, and I, I really liked his little mini feud with Hangman over money Yeah, that was a pretty good that's one. one of the highlights for me the little contract backstage bit where it, you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't hammered home look look at the background there he's switching it was nicely subtly done and I think, that, I think we all agree that's one of the strengths of AEW yeah. the, subtle, the subtle nature of certain bits they drop in throughout the, uh, the storylines more of and that whatnot. in wrestling because subtlety in wrestling compared to subtlety in any other form of media isn't actually that subtle. It no. doesn't have to be really subtle, but it's just because it's resting and everything's blown up and it just needs to be a little bit understated and then it's really effective. Yeah. So I know that was a good example, but then he fell off the scaffold, Matt Hardy, 
We've got, yeah, we've got to mention the stuff with Sammy. The first match where they, they went back, it was like a spear from Sammy, then they went off backwards together, and then Matt stotted his head off the floor, as we would say. I can't stop saying Jordy Colloquialism, Stotted it. Stotted his head off the floor, bounced it off the floor. They were meant to go through a table and they overshot it. Overshot it a little oh, bit, yeah, which is, man. it's a hard thing to try and nail, I guess, from such a height, trying yeah. to get on such a, a small thing as a tabla. But what else was there? Because there was another thing that. I, he threw a chair into his head and threw, it Oh, yes, and, yes, yeah. yes. He's, yes. Had a, he's, had, he's been banged around a lot. Yeah, so it's a, it was a weird start where the broken match stuff, it, it played its part in that first stadium stampede. Definitely, they had the moments in the swim pool, which, which made everybody laugh and then the, the cart with Sammy running him down with Kenny Omega in yeah. the cart that was fantastic and I think the gimmick changed just because there was no crowds were so unnecessary and he sort of it's had its moments but hasn't really hasn't really got off the floor has it I don't mind it I think I'm looking at all right here for this I'll go all right yeah it certainly had its moments but it's certainly also I guess would you are we expect were we expecting too much again is this is this our fault that he's just an all right no, because he was really hyped in his debut. I don't think that one's our fault. Mm. I think some of them were guilty of overhyping in our minds before they do anything. But in this case, no, because he appeared at the top of the thing. He was teleporting in that. Mm. I think this one, it, the fans are not to blame. So there we go. Um, before we do the thing with the who's the best of all the right. things, what did you, because uh, we've not put him in, there's a glaring omission, obviously, because he's not really done anything yet. But what do you think, how, how well do you think that the CM Punk thing will go? I'm scared. Why? Because I think... It's been so hyped that it's going to be really hard to live up to those expectations. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that he can't do it. He's, he's really good. But also, when there's nothing for him to rebel against, what does he do? Oh. It's one for you all to ponder. That. I think as we're sat here today, I think he's going to lose that match against Derby. I think, he's, I think he's such a fan of Derby. Just by, you go back to the social media post from years ago. I say years ago. A couple of years ago. A year and a half ago, something like that. Why he's such a fan of Darbs. Dobbs. He gave him a nickname before he presumably knew him. Wow. Dobbs. Well, all wrestlers know each other, but uh, I think he's that much of a fan. I think he'll put him over, brother, brother, brother. That would be Big huge. statement. Then where maybe that's where he turns into a bit of a dick. Because as we all know, CM Punk is much better, in my opinion, much better as a sort of like an edgy dick oh. than he is a sort of pandering baby face. I know. He needs that bit of edge to him, doesn't he? But he does, but I think he's still got that edge at the minute because he's just so cool. And everyone's really happy to see him, and he's guy's oh, he's great. Yeah, it will be good because he 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 needs that 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 what's the 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 albatross? Is that what I'm trying off to from say? Around his neck. Yeah, well, and he needs to try and pull that off from around his neck. Needs, that was Vince McMahon needs, back in the day. He needs a chip on his shoulder. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, right, a chip okay, on his shoulder. Right, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Albatross and chips. Anyway. Easy right. mistake to mix. Let's find let's, let's just go through the tiers. And just about bearable. For their AEW run so far, we have Andrade scratching the surface. Good brothers, they're there in the background. Sean Spears, frustrating. Could have yeah. been better. Maybe should have been better if, if things like a pandemic didn't get in the way. Mark Henry hasn't really done much yet. 2.0, much the same. Then we have Paul White has his big match against um, QT Marshall Can't coming wait. up. But we can we scratch the surface once again. All right, we have T Ty Conti, sorry, scratching the surface once again. Money Matt Hardy. Blah, don't know what to say there. Mixed to sum bag. that one up. Mixed, Mixed bag. bag. Lovely, lovely, lovely. FTR certainly had their moments. Malachi Black being flipping lovely so far. Nearly swore there. Sting's just been fantastic, team tires aside. Christian Cage hasn't lost a step in the best. We have Brody, then we have John Moxley, we have Miro, we have Taz, and we have Serena. DB, DB, DB. 
<laughs> yeah. Let's try and find out now who is the best mm. of the best in terms of their defection. To use a clickbaity title from WWE to AEW. Oops. Changing armies. Going from one army to another to fight the army they were once a part of. Well, straight away, I'd say that... Mm, hang on now. Who, wait a minute. Who's that next to Serena Deeb there? I can't quite... Taz. Taz. I'd say he's bottom of it just purely because he's not wrestling. Go on, then. I don't think that's, I don't think that's too... Much of a knock on him. He's still class. It's a weird one with Brody in there. Let's be honest. We have to. We have to. Let's, let's yeah. acknowledge Brody. Let's just go. Is Miro in AEW so far better than John Moxley in AEW so far? I think I've got to give it to Moxley slightly because he's done a bit more. Deeb over Moxley. Deeb over Miro. Deeb over Miro. Would you disagree with that? I don't know. It's, it's really close. I love Miro today. Yeah. I would personally go Miro above Deeb because I think Miro has been more featured yes. which I guess it's not really her fault is it that's just no. where AEW does it so far the men are more featured than the ladies I think that's a fair especially criticism especially because for a lot of it she was coming out from a, in from a different promotion as well uh, she wasn't featured as much as say like Sheeta yeah but it's up to the guest if no. you want to put Diva with Miro I'll go for it I'll keep it there for now but I think that before long Miro's going to have a, a great time so way I so there we go we've come to the end we just have to note as well this, this tier list is coming around because there's many rumours flying about at the moment the likes of Brian Danielson Ruby Soho oh. any more uh, The Fiend The Fiend Braun Strowman I've seen mentioned from time to time Adam Cole Adam Cole Bebe he might be there by the time this goes up he wow Wow. Wow. We'll, have to wow. come, we'll have to come back in six months or so with all these brand new debuts and do this one again yeah. and see how the new names are doing. That's the beauty of the tier list. I've been Gary YouTube from Coldaholic Wrestling, joined by yet another of those Gary YouTubers. Any any closing remarks? Uh, no, uh, I've just had a nice little time there. That Here's a, a question one. for you, though. When or how many releasees or releases from WWE is too much for AEW to sign up? I think that's... When, where's the tipping point happen a, where they see someone massive get released but they know, no, we've got too many wrestlers now, we just can't do it. I think that's an interesting question but also an impossible one to answer <laughs> yeah. because they've got so many shows but also they're signing big names, aren't they, who are all mm. going to need and there's not enough space for all of them even now. So maybe they're approaching that very, very quickly. Mm. What I will say is it's going to be hard for them to shake off this image of just hiring WWE cast-offs because obviously when AEW was first established, WWE decided to hire all, all of, of the indies. So it's going to be hard, but I'm excited nonetheless. Yes, exciting times ahead. What a wonderful time to be a wrestling fan. Thank you for watching. That's it for this tier list. We'll see you on the next one whenever that bloody happens, eh? I've got no idea, do you? No. No, nah, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 